and a bottle of bubbly. Yeah. Here's to another goddamn new year. And outside, two million drunk Bostonians are getting ready to sing Auld Lang Syne out of tune. I sit there in my easy chair, looking at the clouds, horns with celebration. No wonder if you're out there. Champagne, go into the kitchen, stand in front of the kitchen window, and I take all my clothes off, take that bottle of champagne, and I pour it on my head, feel a cascade through my hair and across my chest, and the phone rings, and it's my mother. And she says, Hi, honey, how's Boston? And I stand there, all alone on New Year's Eve, buck naked, drenched in champagne, looking at a bunch of strangers, uh, looking at them, looking at me, looking at them, and I say, I'll find mom! Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope all of you are having a good start to your Thursday. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show. Shukri Wright's here with you. Getting the show started in about a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy some tunes. The Ice of Boston is playing now. It's kind of appropriate considering the Celtics' performance last night, so don't go anywhere. I laid there, head spinning, trying to fall asleep, and I thought to myself, Oh, Gladys, girl, I love you, but oh!
enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And a pleasant good morning to you wherever you may be. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show. Yes, I'm back here again, baby. This is the Shukri Wright Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for making the show part of your Thursday morning. I'm here with you for only an hour today from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. Very abbreviated show. And frankly, I am very aggravated this morning. Very annoyed this morning. And I know there are Celtic fans out there that are listening to this show that feel the same way. Especially after what we saw last night. The phone lines are open. You can call into the program at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636. Is the number to call in into the show as we are going to start early and often talking about the Boston Celtics because that's exactly what deserves our attention right now. Because for for the life of me, I, I cannot understand. I cannot understand what is it with this Boston Celtics team that they just never make things easy for themselves. I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. And I figure that the first segment of the show is just going to be an overview of the bigger picture for this Celtics team. It's only game one, but man, if game one isn't a microcosm of what this Boston Celtics team has been this entire postseason, then I don't know what is. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I can't think of any other example in which that a team that looked absolutely dominant, ready to blow off the Heat's door in the second quarter, leading as much as by 13 points. And then suddenly in the third period, third quarter, rather, they just completely, I mean completely said, eh, we can relax now. It's no big deal. And what happened in the process? 46 bleeping points the Miami Heat scored in the third quarter. And by the time you got to the fourth quarter, and when the Celtics got as close as five points, it was too little too late. The Celtics went on a run in the end. Yeah, they did, but it was too little too late, especially when when Eric Spolcher called that timeout 
when the when the deficit was five points when the Celtics trailed by five? Use that timeout. Time to stop the bleeding. And before you can say lobster rolled hot with butter, the lead was back up by 10. So, Celtic fans, I'll pose you this question. How are you feeling this morning? How are you feeling? Tell me the truth. Because I'm pretty aggravated. I'm pretty annoyed. I am, I would say, borderline mad. And rightfully so. Because for the life of me, I cannot understand what is it with this team? What is it with this head coach in which that you think you've got them all figured out and then they remind you of of some of the potential fatal flaws that this team currently has? Head coach and players. I, I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around everything that I saw last night. I mean, my goodness. It, this is really as bad as it gets. And there have been some pretty maddening losses by the Boston Celtics this, this postseason so far. There have been. But no, I'm not being a slave of the moment and it just happened last night so your emotions are rather raw. No. But this is as bad as it possibly can get. I don't get it. I, I sincerely do not understand this. Whether if it's the turnovers, whether if it's Joe Mozula having another Bobo moment where he absolutely just failed to do the one, the one thing that he that he should have done, which is call a timeout. I don't understand. I truly do not get it. Let me let me start by attacking each one of these points one by one because everybody's going to get it this morning. Everybody. The coach is going to get it from me. Tatum is sure as hell going to get it in just a few moments. And dare I even say, the collective mindset of this team Let me start with the head coach because let me, let me ask this following question. When the Miami Heat, they were cooking in the third quarter because they were, they were hotter than 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 an early morning skillet on a stove or on top of a, of, of a campfire. They were hotter than that. It never registered to you that you should maybe call a timeout. Instead of saying, well, we burned a, turn, a timeout in, a, in the first half, one of them, I, I wasn't so comf- comfortable, you know, using one in the second, in, in, in the third quarter. What? What? Are you, are, are, are you, are you effing kidding me? I'm trying not to curse. I'm desperately trying not to curse. When I heard that, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. These are the same Basic, dumb mistakes that you're making in the conference effing finals. This isn't the regular season. Let the boys figure it out. No. I mean, I mean, my gosh. How many times are you going to let a team 
build confidence over and over and over again. And before you say, you know what, maybe it would be a good idea to call a timeout. That will be great. But no, let the boys figure it out. Wrong move, buddy. Wrong move. Why? Because if you listen to yesterday's show, I spent nearly the entire hour talking about the NBA, talking about the Eastern Conference Finals, matchups that I was concerned about, and I talked about this on verbatim. Eric Spolster versus Joe Mazzula. I talked about this. Why this could be a potential matchup? Because of things like this. Like, these are mistakes that you cannot make at this time of year. It's not hard to understand that. It's not even a mistake at this point. It's borderline stupidity. No, it's not borderline stupidity. I got one better for you. It's moronic. It is moronic. Like, you are a moron if you're still making the same choices that have cost you games in the postseason. But here we are. It's game one. No, this is not an overreaction. This is the, this is the God honest truth. This is the God honest truth. And my problem with Joe Mazzula is that his, his inexperience is going to cost this team a potential series at some point if he doesn't figure it the hell out now. If he doesn't figure it out now, it's going to cost his team a series. And dare I say, dare I say, because I kind of alluded to it on yesterday's show, this is the team, the Miami Heat team, that you cannot afford to make these same mistakes with. Not this team. Not with that head coach. Because that head coach is as good, if, if not the best head coach, when it comes to making defensive adjustments in the NBA. And I was proven right last night. I was proven right in the fourth quarter. And now my attention turns to, to Jason Tatum because you know what? I give the Miami Heat credit there, but I also got to rip Jason Tatum a new one. Those turnovers, oh my God. You talk about bad timing. Bad timing for those turnovers to happen in the fourth quarter when when you need those critical possessions to turn into points. You're turning over the basketball in which they, yeah, there were forced turnovers, but still, you got to take better care of the basketball. You got to be better. Like, I mean, my goodness. Tatum, you had a masterpiece in Game 7. Congratulations. Great. That's over. Now, we expect you to perform and to take care of the basketball. And those those costly turnovers, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I am... This morning, I'm, I'm aggravated. I said it I said it in a tweet. I said it in a tweet this morning that I'm pretty aggravated and annoyed. Taylor had three turnovers in a minute and 37 seconds in, in that short of a span. And it didn't help matters at all that one, another one of the points that I made yesterday on yesterday's show, that the supporting cast that Miami Heat have actually... Came to fruition in the worst way. 
Caleb Martin was absolutely lethal from the three-point line. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Butler had 35 points. I know that. But I talked about this yesterday. And you know what's funny? Yesterday, one of the things that I talked about when it came to the Celtics was that the Heat, in terms of Caleb Martin, in terms of Strauss, in terms of Kyle Lowry, in terms of the supporting cast that they have, you can't let them burn you from the three-point line. And what happened last night? Oh, by the way, what happened last night? Oh, that's right. Strauss, three-pointer, bang. Caleb Martin, three-pointer, bang. Oh, by the way, Kyle Lowry, the the the, the veteran who, who's been there and done that on this stage before. Oh, yeah, he got cooking as well. And this is the thing that absolutely drove me absolutely off the wall. It drove me nuts. And even this morning as I begin to try to piece together what the hell we witnessed last night, because last night that was a classic example of the things that I talked about on yesterday's radio show happened and then some. Mismatch between the head coach, Eric Spolstra, and Joe Mazzula. Absolute got scorched at the three-point line by Strauss, Martin, and, and dare I say even um, Kyle Lowry as well. And, and this was, this is a quote that gets me angry. Joe Mazzula said last night in, in the post game, I obviously think they played harder in the third quarter. Lost our offensive purpose. Lost our game plan discipline. Allowed them to get in, get, get out in transition. Get second chance shots. Oh, by the way, huh, what happened? What the hell happened between the first half and the second half? Because Rob Williams was doing a pretty damn good job getting the offensive rebounds, crashing the boards. Second half? I don't know if it was just one thing that Eric Spolster figured out, but whatever Rob Williams and the coaches have had planned for Rob Williams, going for them in the first half, they stopped doing it entirely in the second half. And I'm going to finish up this quote. Joe Mazzulla said after the game, lost our offensive purpose, lost our game plan discipline, allowed them to get out in transition, get second chance shots, didn't go at the three-point line. We were prepared. We just let go of the rope. We won three out of the four quarters. We lost one quarter because we dropped we dropped out of out sense of urgency. Oh boy. You gotta win all four quarters. Or at least or at least come close to it. Like that that last part there, we won three out of the four quarters. That's that sounds so like former head coach Ime Udoka from last year. But here's the thing. The difference between last year and this year is that you didn't have the, the lapses in, in, in head coaching decisions from Emmanuel last year that you have with Joe Mozilla this year. And oh, by the way, the Celtics had the defensive identity last year under Odoka versus this year. You, you truly do not know what, their, what the true identity is. Is it shooting from the three-point line or chucking up shots on the three-point arc? But the bigger point that I'm making is this. That quote right there should be alarming. If it isn't already, it should be pretty alarming to you this morning. Because 
We've seen this time again and time again and time again. And we've seen how we've seen how this team has dropped game ones and they've come back to win the series and so forth. We saw it against against the 76ers. They lost game one, shockingly at home. That was a team without Joel Embiid. They allowed James Harden to get going in that game. And they figured it out as the series went on. And we all remember like how things turned for the worst seemingly for game five and then the start of game six and how, how the series ended and so forth. But this is a question that I will pose to you honestly. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Can you truthfully trust this team at this point in juncture to not commit self-inflicted wounds? That's a very real question. Because I talked about this again on yesterday's show. The only way the Celtics lose is when they beat themselves. That's the only way they lose. And what did they do last night? Turn over the basketball. They They stopped crashing the boards. And... Joe Mazzulla goes back into, oh, we don't need to blow or call a timeout. Let the boys figure it out. How the hell did that work? Right, it didn't work. So that's where we are this morning. Celtics are down 1-0. Obviously, this is not the end of the world. However, if you watched last night's game, some of the concerns that I talked about on yesterday's show literally came to fruition last night. And that's why I'm mad this morning. I'm pretty aggravated about it last night. About last night's um, game one game one loss. Because the, during the first half, they were amazing. They were scoring points in the paint. They were getting the offensive rebounds. They were getting second chance opportunities. And Marcus Smart was almost like the lead orchestra, if you will. With the way that he was distributing the basketball. At one point, he had more assist then the entire Miami Heat team did it did in the quarter in the second quarter that's how good he was what happened in that second half I I don't I don't even I can't even sit and give you an honest explanation as to what happened in that in the second half what what changed except explosion said you know what screw it we're gonna adjust and that's basically what they did the number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the program in which I'm here with you until until what time? Until 10 a.m. this morning. It's a very, it's a very short show, very only one hour. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Celtics, and rightfully so. Coming up next, I need an honest answer as to... Why is it that Jason Tatum, when he commits these turnovers, they are absolutely costly? I want to give you some thoughts on that, that and much more, plus your phone calls here on the Shukri Wright Show. This is Shukri Wright. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org. worry your friend may be struggling remember you don't have to be there to be there 
You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you can write him a letter. Chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. However, you do it, you gotta ask a friend. And if they don't share, you can ask again. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. I am Dr. Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's all downhill from here. Ice cold, you know. Ice I go for broke. No jug, one smoke. I ain't match it up. I've scrapped before. I'm strapped, compact. I've clapped before. Who wanna be they maker? Who wanna be they savior? I'm in a big house now. Who never seen they neighbors? Who wanna see my greatness? Best believe I pay per view. Best believe I made for fuel. Boy, better shoot stay dangerous.
you was best believe I made this you was boy, but you said dangerous. This for the rich and famous, this for the broken basic. Better stay on my way. I want it, I take it, I'm on it, I'm jaded, I'm on it, I'm amazing, I'm scoring so weak, you can count, yeah. Just don't count me out, yeah. You know? Welcome back to the Sugar Ray Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk, Freeform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the tuning radio app and globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show as I'm here with you for another half hour. Last night, the Celtics lose game one at TD Garden. In pretty unspectacular fashion, 123 to 116, after leading by 13 in the first half, and as well as they led by nine at intermission, yes, they still they still fell apart. And this was something that I this morning, even as I sit here in this chair and I talk about the Celtics game one or what went wrong. I keep coming back to Jason Tatum. I keep coming back to the fact that Jason Tatum, in fact, had th- those costly turnovers. And, and I'm telling you, it was costly to the point where, where for me, I couldn't, I couldn't help but to feel as if that Tatum, coming off the monster performance that he had in Game 7, in the second half, in the, specifically in the fourth quarter, it was like he was a single turnover machine waiting to happen. All you had to do was press on Tatum, force the issue a little bit, and he turns the basketball over. And obviously he wasn't the only one who turned over the basketball, but you got to also point, you gotta point the finger where it needs to be pointed to as well. Because... As much as I'm giving it to Tatum right now, to be frank with you, <laughs> he's not alone. He's not the only one. He's not the only one that deserves to be criticized the way that he's being criticized. I thought at one point that the Celtics in the way that in the way that they absolutely did not take care of the basketball was extremely problematic. I'll give credit to the fact that Malcolm Brogdon was a bright spot last night. Derek White played well last night. Marcus Smart, he had a pretty um, pretty solid uh, first half for the, for the game, but he was not as dominant as he was um, in the first half, in the second half. He wasn't. However, it is absolutely infuriating when you think about what went wrong in regards to Jason Tatum in terms of in terms of the offense, Tatum and Brown, they combined for 10 turnovers. And that's why I said that Tatum alone shouldn't be the only one that receives the wrath of criticism and, and the harsh 
criticism, dare I say, of his performance last night. Brown was equally as complicit. Brown did not do himself any favors to turn over the basketball. Tatum and Brown alone combined for 10 turnovers. And I think back to that to that fourth quarter when they were they were making a run. Oh man. It was it was just bad. It was just bad. And then the thing that that bothers me more than anything else is the fact that it, it seemed like there was these back-to-back traveling calls that were called late in the game that were absolute killers that ended possessions, key critical possessions for the Celtics for them to even make any like make a, a significant push. They made a push towards the end of the game, but let's call it for what it is. That push in the fourth quarter was halted because of turnovers, because of the um, the, the carrying calls, and just overall their inability to get those second chance points, those their offensive rebounding. It was pretty much non-existent in the fourth quarter. That's the reason why I look at the Celtics in terms of the loss last night, frustrating, aggravating, and I can't say worrisome because we've seen this from this team before. They lose focus. And I think Tatum is a big culprit of that. He loses focus, and when he loses focus, it seems like, oh, if he can take his foot off the gas, I'm sure we all, the rest of us all could. It's not a big deal, right? Wrong. But I can't help but to, but to think to myself in terms of Tatum and Brown. I can't help but to think that that one minute and thirty-seven one minute and thirty-seven second span where Tatum will turn over the ball three times. That in itself was one of the major reasons why the Celtics lost in the final minutes of the fourth quarter last night. It was. I mean, it was, it was absolutely maddening to watch. And then also, there's another point that I want to touch on. And this has nothing to do with Jason Tatum. This is specifically going back to Joe Mazzulla. When you have a head coach that is reactive and not proactive, you lose in sports. When you have a coach or a manager that reacts and that is reactive, and that isn't proactive, it costs you in big games. You know what it reminds me of? And I'm sorry to a specific fan base that I'm about to bring back or conjure up bad memories of, the Red Sox. It reminds me of Greedy Little in that infamous Game 7 of the 2003 ALCS. Pedro Martinez was dominating. And I'm sure everybody who's all of remembers that game, he remembers that night quite well. I sure as hell do. As a, even as a Yankee fan. But I remember the events of that game like it was yesterday. Pedro Martinez was dominating through the first seven innings of that game. Red Sox leading 5-2. to two. But, but by the time they got to the eighth inning, 
it was abundantly clear that Pedro was getting tired. And Greedy Little goes out for that faithful mound visit and basically says, hey, Pedro, you all right? Yeah, I, I got this. All right. Leaves him in there, and we all know what happens next, and the rest is history. This is what Joe Mazzula reminds me of. When you're reactive and you don't take proactive measures to stop the bleeding, this is what cost you games. There was an article that was written by Gary Washburn, and I thought he really hit the nail on the head on this one. The column is called, Joe Mozilla remained reactive in game one. That attitude could cost the Celtics the series. I wholeheartedly agree. I absolutely agree. What did I talk about during the first segment, for those of you that, that heard the first segment live? I talked about and absolutely slammed Joe Mozilla for the fact that you cannot make the same mistakes that you made in the series against the 76ers, against this Miami Heat team, especially against Eric Spolstra, because Eric Spolstra will coach circles around you. That is, exa- that is exactly what Gary Washburn, the Boston Globe columnist and, and NBA writer, alluded to in his article. But I, let me tell you something. There's a quote that I want to specifically pull up and I want to expand on. Washburn writes in his column, quote, but Missoula has to counter Miami's search with something, an adjustment, a strategy. If not, if Missoula sits on his hands and allow this to play out, the Celtics will lose a series. He couldn't be more right. Gary Washburn could not be more right in that, in, in that quote. If Joe Missoula is going to continue to be reactive, ladies and gentlemen, this series is over in five games. I'm telling you the brutally honest truth because last night and this morning, I I would hope that Celtic fans will light a fire under the ass of Joe Mazzula because he got away without calling timeouts. Remember that critical game four against the Sixers in, in round two in the Eastern Conference semifinals? The timeouts that he didn't call at the end of regulation before this game went to, went to OT? Yeah, I do. That cannot happen in the Eastern Conference Finals. Not against this Miami Heat team, because if it does, mark my words. So help me God. This series is over in five games. Because Eric Spolstra has enough experience to know when to call the timeout. When to when to actually counter a surge. Like, oh, case in point. Fourth quarter, Celtics bring uh, cut the deficit down to five points. What what happens? Eric Spolstra calls timeout, and that's out the bleeding. You can't sit here and tell me otherwise that Joe Mazzulla's choice, not mistake, because it's not a mistake; it's a choice to let things play out. Doesn't get under your your skin. Doesn't you know? grind your gears, then I don't know what else to tell you. Because that loss last night certainly cost the Celtics home court advantage to the Heat. And you can definitely think the 46-point Miami um, Heat third quarter in which that Joe Mazzola didn't even call a timeout. 
And here's the thing that makes it even worse. Joe Mazzulla went back to basically, oh, let's just figure it out. Let the boys figure it out. And it cost him at the worst time. Another quote from Gary Washburn from this column that, that again, really nailed it in terms of the point that I'm making. He said, quote, Joe Mazzulla is back to his figure it out on the fly philosophy that failed miserably at the most crucial time. The Celtics watched a nine-point halftime lead wither away in the first three minutes and 36 seconds of the third quarter and never had any control of the game after that. Behind the brilliance of Jimmy Butler and the clutch three-point shooting of Max Strauss, the Heat overwhelmed the Celtics in the dirt because of the same relentless style that had been synonymous with Miami basketball for more than a decade. The Celtics were neither relentless nor poised in response. Quote, As much as I would lament on Joe Mazzulla's lackadaisical choices in coaching style, let's call out the lack of poise and a lack of and a lack of will in their response. This is not only a, a, a Joe Mazzulla issue. This is an issue of the players. Where the hell was the pushback? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Where is it? Where was that pushback, Al Horford? Al Horford was one for five from, from three-point range. Again, the response from the Celtics... When, when, when they're faced with the storm surge that the Miami Heat put on full display in the third quarter last night and a lack of, and a lack of pushback, that in itself should have fired off the sirens mentally, if not the sirens, if you, if you have one in your home. Because that told me that the Celtics thought they had the game all wrapped up at halftime. We don't got to do anything else. We're just going to show up and we're going to just uh, we're just going to uh, show up and just play our game and and we're not going to have any sort of blowback. Wrong. You got a rude awakening and I hope that you've learned your lesson come game 2 tomorrow night. 8:30 a tip off at TD Garden because if not, mark my words, the series is over in game 5 with the Miami Heat advances to the NBA Finals. If you have any thoughts on the Celtics this morning, feel free to call on 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the program in which I'm here until 10 a.m. So we're going to take one last music break. Coming up next, I want to share with you some of my final thoughts in regards to the Celtics game one last night on this abbreviated edition of the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM WMFO. In Medford, this is Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO. In Medford, Tusk Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org. Vicky, how you doing? How's the knee? It's coming along, doctor, but still some soreness. Well, let's see. You know, this soon after surgery, some pain is pretty normal. I was hoping to get more painkillers. The first round worked great. We're being very careful with those now. Prescription painkillers are opioids, same as heroin. It's easy to start taking them, not so easy to stop. 
Last year in America, an average of 40 people died from opioid abuse every day. Long-term addiction has become America's newest health epidemic. So no pills? Vicki, you're doing great. So let's try these anti-inflammatories, plus your physical therapy. If the soreness doesn't continue to get better, give me a call. For opioids, the smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. Because even a few prescription painkillers can sometimes go a long, wrong way. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Sugar Red Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Reform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. Frank Rosano is coming up next at 10 a.m., so I figure I have him on now um, to shoot the breeze as a nice distraction from last night's deplorable loss, which really there is no excuse to put it. Um, Frank, I don't know how much of the game you had the chance to watch, but what what are your some of your thoughts on last night's frustrating and maddening loss in game one by the on Boston Celtics? Totally agree. Managers should have stepped in. You don't let the guys try to figure it out, okay? Yeah. I mean, they're banging out the lead. They had the lead in the, uh, I think it was like the third quarter. Third quarter, yeah. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Miami had oh, had a, a score forty six points in that third quarter. They had like they were like he came out firing on all, all cylinders to start the the, the the third quarter last night. The first three minutes and 33, 33 seconds. So why didn't he step in? Why didn't he call a timeout? That's what he needed to do. Yeah, you know. And I can't figure that out. You don't just let them try to figure it out because I mean, some maybe sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. Mm-hmm. But this time, he needed to come in. Absolutely, and it's funny because I mentioned, uh, I mentioned that this is likened to when Grady Little did something similar in Game Seven in the 0-3 ALCS, right. and, and I and I preface it by saying I don't mean to bring this up as a bad memory for Red Sox fans, but this is like Grady Little coming out to go and ask, "Hey, Pedro, how are you feeling?" When he's clearly gassed in that fateful eighth inning in Game Seven O three, except this is Game One of the, um, of the Eastern Conference Final for Joe Mazzula, whereas oh, we'll let the boys figure it out. Like, that approach may have worked sometimes in the regular season, but not in the Eastern Conference Finals. Not against this Miami Heat team that, that, has, that, has, a, that has a style and has an identity in which that they don't stop coming. And they came in droves and waves. And last night, I just felt as if that this was a prime example of when the head coach has this reactive style, right. it's going to come back and bite you in the end. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, you could see the difference to the experience, uh, lacking experience in this coach. The other guy, legendary. He's yeah. been around a long time. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you can see how that clearly came out last night. He definitely outcoached our coach. Oh, 100%. You know? I wholly yeah. agree. Yeah. So, we can't let that happen. If that keeps happening, gone. Maybe in five games. I, I, I strongly feel that way because I don't think any Celtic fan who watched last night's game can say, like, well, if it happens, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. No, no, no. Come to reality, please. This is not the Sixers who just let go of their head coach, Doc Rivers. This is not the Atlanta Hawks. Like, this is, a, a, this is not your typical eight-seeded team in which that, and this is why I was talking about it on yesterday's show, my regular slot, that this is not your regular eight-seeded team. This Miami Heat team is a team full of dogs, and I say that affectionately, obviously. Like, yep. this is a team that, that knows how to grind it out. Obviously, with Jimmy or Jimmy Butler, he had 35 points last night. Bam Adebayo, who, who knows how to get the job done. But Max Strauss, who I talked about, and I said this is a part of a group of guys between Strauss, between um, Kyle Lowry, um, like, these are guys that could absolutely shoot from the three-point arc. And if you let any of them start shooting the ball from three-point land, forget about it. Four of the role guys had 15 points each in last night's game. That, that can't happen. Right, right. And Tatum, what's going on with Tatum, all the turnovers? Oh, gosh. You know? I, and, and, I yeah. mean, unbelievable. And 
they worked out unbelievably to the Heat's benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just they jumped all over them. It was incredible. Like it was like it was as if that they were jumping on I like like open open steak, if you will. Like or like raw like meat that's just there for the taking. Whereas I give twenty five percent credit to the to the Heat defense. The Heat defense was definitely a factor in the second half. But Tatum, the three turnovers in a minute and thirty seven seconds. Yeah. That that was just asthmatic. And then don't forget about the traveling calls as well. Right. Like the traveling calls did, did the Celtics no favors at whatsoever in the fourth quarter where they were able to cut the deficit down to five. And a point that I keep lamenting on is when the deficit was cut down to five by the Boston Celtics, they were on like Eric Spolster called that timeout. And before you can blink your eye and say green line, the lead was back up to ten. Right. Right. So to me, it was it was just as maddening of a loss as there has been all all postseason for the Celtics. But to, to forget about the Celtics for just a moment. Your show's coming up in about five minutes. Right. What do you have on deck today? Today, uh, it's going to be up and down. I have some uh, really good wake up music. You know, oh, power yeah. tunes you can work out to, yeah. or you can uh, just chill out or do some work around the house and crank up the radio. Yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> For sure. And I got some other tunes you can just chill out, relax, uh-huh. you know, have a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, whatever you want to do. Um, so it's up and down. Mellow and rock you out. I think that's going to be needed, especially this morning after what we uh, saw last night because I sh- I sh- if, if I wasn't in, in the <laughs> studio right now doing the, doing the show here with you, I'd I'd probably want to like burn off some anger and frustration, like for sure. So yeah, it's, it's definitely go- it's going to be a good show. I'll, I'll definitely look forward to um to, to to hearing hearing it as well after um the show concludes in just a matter of a couple of minutes. But just quickly, final thoughts um on this Thursday morning as we are now. What is today? Today is May eighteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been affected by any of the allergies? That's um that's been a big issue like in 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 this region. Oh yeah. Definitely, very, very bad. The pollen, yeah, but it's affecting my voice right now. Okay, I, mean, I don't, <laughs> oh, even, yeah. I don't even have a voice right now, basically because of all that pollen. I'm surprised you have a you have a pretty good voice. Well, I'm straining. Oh, <laughs> I'm fair. actually straining. Yeah, fair. I can feel it, but you, nobody else could, would know. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's like I can feel the pollen in my throat too. You just mm-hmm. breathe it in. Sometimes you yeah. can't help it, mm-hmm. and uh, so. I guess the best bet would be take an allergy pill, and it does help. It helps a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Same, the same for me. It's it's been brutal to say this. Even even with the allergy meds, I'll take. Like it helps, but it it doesn't like completely like stop everything. And it's no. just like it's just like yo, like I don't know why this year of all years where it's like, hey, yeah. remember us, yeah. pollen. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, we're good. You're 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 not going to be the only green line that you ride on. Like excuse me. Oh yeah, here come the sneezing and here come the the coughing and, and so forth. It's just been, it's it's been more infuriating than um that than the tease ineptitude. But what do I know? But with that being said, um, hopefully the green team, the Celtics, can figure it out tomorrow night in game number two at TD Garden, eight thirty. So like anything you're looking forward to in terms of game two tomorrow? Just a win. I, I hope so. Win. I hope so. We need to get back on track. Yeah. Okay? And focus, this guy's got to butt in. He has to butt in when he has to. Uh-huh. Okay? Call timeouts when he needs to. Yeah. And if, if we can work that out, we can maybe pull off a win. I'm only going to say maybe. After what happened last night, Yeah. I mean, they got to really be all over it tomorrow. 
So, for, like from from like literally from tip off until like the final buzzer, a forty eight minute effort. You can't give a, a twenty four minute effort against the team and think you're going to come away with a win. It's just not. It, this is not that type of team you can do that with. Yep, exactly. But with that being said. Um, it's been a blast being here with you this morning here on the Sugar Red Show 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Rosanna Radio is going to be taking over. Um, ultimate, na- like, ultimate Rock Radio. Like ultimate Rock Radio is going to be taking over <laughs> now. And have a blast. Have, sure. have a blast of a show. And and hopefully hopefully it'll take your mind off the Celtics because like I, right now I can't even begin to... <laughs> to get my to get my head oh. screwed on straight like not thinking about them and whatnot. Yeah, me too. I, I'm totally disgusted. Tell, tell me about it. So, let me know when you're ready to to, to hit to hit play on 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 your on, on your device. Okay, I think we're on number one, right? You're you're on number one, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Rosanna, uh, what, uh, so what, what what's the name of the show again? It's Ultimate Rock. Radio. Ultimate Rock Radio is going to be starting up right now. Don't go anywhere. This is Shukri Rights. You're listening to ninety one point five FM WMFO and Medford Touch Reform Radio. You are listening to WMFO in Medford. Woo-hoo!